Welcome everybody to the Clear Tai Chi Regional Organizer Mastermind meeting. Um, today, when we're filming this, is September 25th, Friday, September 25th, and 2020. And with us today are Matt Holker, who is the regional organizer for Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. Art Don, who is in Maryland, is that right? Yes, Greenbelt, Maryland, about a little more than 10 miles east of Washington. Yep, welcome to everyone. Uh, Greg Nohmeyer in Michigan. I'll let him tell you what parts. Yeah. Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti. Nice to see you. Sheila Bell in Costa Rica, and I'll let her tell you which parts. Hi, everybody. I'm about 10 minutes from the Laveria Airport in Wanakaste. Harry Legg, who is in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. Yes, thank you. Hello, Sifu. Thanks. I've been there. By the way, if you go, well, how come you can remember those? I've been there a bunch of times. And <laughs> when I go to Michigan, they drive, we drive like from Greg's house to other places and we pass through like it feels like one one little bitty city, but it, I guess it's about three or four cities, something like that. And so that makes it harder. And DC, I know it is DC and, and all that. Anyways, all right. Uh Phil um Chan in Columbus, Georgia. Columbus, Georgia. And the reason I remember Columbus is because I'm from Ohio and Columbus is the capital. <laughs> uh, Ty Talbert, who is in Colton, California, which is a community about a half an hour, hour outside of LA. Thank right? That's right. You teach in uh, Redlands also, is that right? Well, actually what I'm doing now is I have a group in Redlands, one in Colton, and one in Riverside. Okay, yeah, make sure to tell our folks that every time we bring you on, because that's, yeah, because I won't, I'm not going to remember all that, but you, but you know it. So, uh, <laughs> and then Jim Kelly in Boca Raton, Florida. Uh, the easiest, because I wrote Jim Kelly, Boca Raton, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommended. There you go. Uh, and Daniel Stringer, and I'm going to let you tell them, tell you which parts of Florida he's in. Uh, we're in Paisley outside of Deland, Florida, near Orlando. Cool. Welcome, welcome. All right. So uh, today we're going to talk about Clear Tai Chi Twin Style. And first, a word from our sponsor and promote the Tai Chi Roadmap.com, uh, it says here. Well, it's, so, so the Tai Chi Roadmap, uh, if, you, if you haven't seen it um, and, and you're watching this podcast or you're, you're listening to this podcast, uh, you, you absolutely have to check it out. It is the, like literally the roadmap, the, the training steps from rank beginner up to senior master laid out, um, you know, spelled out kind of in broad brushstrokes so that you know what the training is going to involve and uh, and you can really easily kind of pinpoint where you already are in the training if you've been doing some Tai Chi and what you really need to work on next. It, it's a great tool for people. Uh, a, a lot of times what's missing for Tai Chi students, I feel, is that they don't have a good way to judge for themselves what they need to work on next or how much progress they're really making and the roadmap really helps you put all that together. Um, check it out. It's available at TaiChiRoadmap.com. Cool. All right. So the first part for today's uh, topic here is what is Tai Chi Twin? Right? What is Tai Chi? And so it's an internal martial art and health system. It translates as extreme polarity fist, Tai Chi Twin, extreme polarity fist or grand ultimate fist. 
and it involves a marriage of opposites, right? And that's those opposites are heaven and earth. So a very light and air quality with a very heavy and earth uh, walled, earth heavy. Uh, yeah, quality. And it's those two things happening at the same time. Um, heaven and earth grand terminus and the grand terminus being like a ridge pole and it's both ends that that top end and the heaven and the low end or the or the earth and that mixture of them in human being the three powers right and the great it's great structure with great softness which when done properly creates a, a, a physical state of steel wrapped in cotton which is what's talked about in the tai chi classics and it is the blending of yin and yang in motion. So it's yin and yang in order to be Tai Chi in motion. Grand, grand terminus being what's referred to, the, the yin yang symbol, which is actually basically think of it as a mixer and it's in motion, right? And it is stillness in motion at the same time with both health and fighting principles. And the two, in motion produces a third result and the three create the 10,000 things. And so there's a very heavy Taoism influenced uh, thought process happening there. And when you look at the Chinese um, history for like Taoism in this case, you end up getting Confucianism things in there, Buddhism things in there and all that stuff. And it's not the religion part, it's the logic under which it operates and how it thinks about things like in this case that you have to have these two opposites and that when you have those two opposites and they come together and there's that mixing that you start getting this third result and in between the two extreme opposites and that third mixture mixture happening and being produced that those three then create all kinds of other effects and results um, and that is that is a strictly Taoist idea of how things came to, how anything comes to be how it's created you are spying us in our Tai Chi class last night? We were talking about this. Uh, so the practice includes forms, empty hands and weapons, push hands, fixed and freestyle, different kinds of push hands, fighting and self-defense applications or self-defense applications and then different kinds of fighting methods, which you can actually kind of get an eye for when you look at how some of the different styles move and do things and how they sort of play. Um, and I'm talking about like the difference between Chen and doing that and Yang doing that. There's some real obvious overt differences that there's more than one kind of a method, even though the core of it is very much more the same than a lot of other Tai Chi people uh, would, that are very dedicated to Chen or to Yang would say. But if they're more like a Tai Chi player and they're looking at it in the aggregate, in the whole, um, then there's there's more there that's in common than there is that's different, even though there are different flavors. And that's part of that the mixture of the three or the two mixing and making the three, creating different kinds of expression. And so there is different expression there. All right. And then um, health and healing applications, both for yourself and for others. Body work, alignment, shape, and body connection. Qigong, energy work and exercises. Nigong, internal energy work and principles. And, and this also goes into mind and spirit uh, training, right? And, and call, I've got here cultivating and training the energy and the mind and the spirit. 
and then and then sparring is another thing I've got on here that goes with along with the uh, fighting and self defense. And there actually is a Tai Chi sparring and sparring and Tai Chi being there's not two people trying to beat the living daylights out of each other as much as it is a Tai Chi dance that when you have it with the principles going on and you begin to understand really start to enhance your um, ability to actually use the art. And I would I would tell you that for most people, the method that's going to help them to do that the best is the water fighting method. We are doing the water fighting method in January. By the time anyone except for our dedicated uh, uh, well regional organizers and our people that are that are on uh, clear Tai Chi members only, <clears throat> you guys will see this in time that you can prepare for that. For everybody else hearing and seeing this, that workshop happened a while ago. It will be coming up again at some point, um, about every three years or so. And we probably have a video out on it at the time that you're hearing this. Um, and we do have one out currently for the uh, wave of internal power. We have that out now. And so you could you could get the wave of internal power. Now you would get that. At, is it wave of internal power.com? Oh boy. Um, I don't know, but you can find it at clearmartialarts.com on the store page for sure. Um, and then, uh, mm -hmm. and just for frame of reference, we're talking about January, 2021. The, yeah, that's the date we're talking for the date of it. Okay, so didn't mean that as a promotion, but wanted to let you know that in the sparring, you're going to see things that are a little more like that easier. You know, you're not likely to get hurt doing it, but you're going to build skill set doing it. That is the, the information. That version of the fighting is going to be the one that's going to lend itself the most to training in a way where that's going to make the most sense. The hard method is easy, but you can't do it with any kind of real really doing it or if somebody gets badly injured. And the air method, which is the third version, if you do, um, if you, a lot of people can do that for a good while and just not really understand how to use it. And so they're either not getting the benefit of it. And when I say step that one up, it becomes, become softer, become lighter, make it better. And so then it's, you know, it's advanced like that. And so the formless fighting, the, the uh, ghost fighting methods, how we have that out there on video, um, it's, it's doable. You're going to have to really do the work on that and it's going to take a while. And it's hard to spar with that and get anywhere because you really need somebody coming at you kind of hard. And then if you really are, and then not too hard because if they're really coming and you're really doing the method, again, injuries are going to result. The water method is going to be the easiest one to kind of pick up on that from. So, okay. Um, tai Chi development begins. Yeah, go ahead. So when you talk about the water method, is that what you were teaching as the soft method at the um, workshop or is it something different? At the workshop that we did last January, I taught some of both of those. Yeah, we taught a workshop last January that was basically five days. It was all three methods, which was, I really overshot. I did way more in five days than what I should have put into five days. And so we've broken that down now into three five-day sections and separated that out to eliminate that confusion and to make help people really, really got the stuff. That I just tried to do it too much information in too short a period of time. Okay, but expanded that out into three five day workshops. And so in that workshop that you're asking about last January, we did both. You got, and yeah, we you did got both. some of all of that. You got some parts. So that's which why it's were, confusing. Okay. Right. But I, th I think in the workshop, you described it as a soft method rather than as a water method. Uh, well, was, I might have been talking about air at that point. There was water and it air. was both. We did both. In and there. So that's, yeah, believe me, that. 
I realized what the mistake I made there, and I've now corrected for that. And you, and for the future ones, you won't see that problem again. If you, okay. if you come to the one in uh, January, if you can, um, it will be really obvious. Um, yeah. I want people to get it enough that, like in this case, I just condensed it all to like, hey, I can get it, I get that across in five days. Well, I could get it out there, spit it out, and have you do a little bit of everything in five days. But that's a lot different than you left being able to do it for most people. The way we're doing it now, you're going to leave with ability, not even, not even maybe. You will like because it's the one thing. You may have a lot of work to do, but there won't be confusion about what to do. And we had people leave with ability out of the other workshop, but typically they were people who had been with us longer term and had a lot of our other uh, stuff and a lot and had done a lot of other training coming in the door. And so you know the way he's broken it down now. Um, it, you're still going to benefit from having other training, and ideally, oh, yeah. you have other training coming in the door. But it's uh, but it's a lot more digestible, you know. If, if you have it'll be much clearer to you what you need to do to work the method, and, and you'll actually have better ability with the method coming out of the door because it's focused in on one area instead of being all three areas in five days. You know, that's it's just it was a, it was a, it's a it was a you know it was trying to eat an elephant in one sitting and just you know. You know how you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. One bite at a time, and you and if it's a whole elephant, you better be planning on, hey, that's that's meals over the next couple three years because it's going to take that long. All right, um, all right. So Tai Chi development begins with Li, and then it goes on to Chi, E, Jin, Shin, and then back to Wuji at the high level. Right. And so um, and Tai Chi, all Tai Chi styles, every method that I've seen, if it was real, a real method and not something somebody construed or put together where they were just they thought the form was everything, which is which is OK. They were working typically at Lee level. Maybe they got a little bit of Chi level and then that's it. Thinking they got what Tai Chi is. If they went to karate, did the, did the first white belt form and said, I have karate. And if they really were a true master of it, you know, and understood the whole thing, maybe they are. But for the 999 million other people, the answer is not even remotely close. And so um, it is all the way through those levels of Li to the high level, and actually Wuji at the beginning, and then Li, and then through the steps that I talked about, and then back to Wuji at the end. And for more on this, go to the Tai Chi Roadmap.com. The Tai Chi Roadmap spells out these levels and gives you a real idea of what's in them. And we found a lot of people, they think they're at the high level, they come and they watch that and they find out, no, nope, I'm really here. And then they have a really great idea for what the work is to do exactly from that point forward to get to where they want to be. If you, you know, if you want to get to the high level in Tai Chi or where they thought they were. Um, and please don't let your ego be what drives that. Um, my goal is to promote real Tai Chi at a high level and to help other people to do the same. And so if you're about that, I think you're gonna love it. If you're about the ego, if you, you've got a form and you think that was all there was to Tai Chi, you're probably not gonna be real happy with that. So so hopefully you're loving it and it's and all about it and want that. And, and if it is, we're providing that for you as best we can. So, all right. Um, a word, uh, yeah, I already had a word from our sponsor. All right, what makes a Tai Chi style? There are many Tai Chi styles. The most popular are Yang, Chen, Yang style, Chen style, Wu style, and there's like two different Wu styles, although they're really coming from a similar set, uh, a, a source that's the same. It's just they're different enough now to where they don't 
you can tell there, there are major kind of differences. And then sun style. And then in very recent years, uh, probably since Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon came out in the 1990s, late 1990s, um, Wudong style has begun, is really gaining a lot of popularity. And a lot, there's a lot of trips that people can take to China and go to Wudong. The problem is the students that, and I've got a number of students who have done that and gone there over the years, and then they came to me typically after. And what's happened is that you can get a very superficial public version of training there. And that doesn't mean there aren't people there that have the real stuff in depth. It's just that tourists are not, and even martial arts enthusiasts, are just normally not going to get access to any of that. To give you an idea, we had one of our push hands level one graduates who had that was that was pretty much all he had taken. Who went there and was on, went went to Wudong. Went to Wudong was on the mountain and had paid. I don't even know how much money. Ten thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, it was in at least in that neighborhood. And and to be there and for a month, he was training with these guys for a month. And it, after his first week of the training he sent me an email asking um if he could attend a workshop that he wasn't going to be able to attend before because he was doing this other thing and he decided in the middle of the training that he was going to quit not he wasn't able to get his money back but he was going to give up on that training and fly to us to do our workshop because he was getting more out of our workshops than he was on the mountain and he and he had good you know explanation kind of why and, and what had gone on and what the politics of it were. Yeah. But and the Wudong, the real stuff there is really good. It's just that what they're teaching, which is common to find in a lot of places in China, is a very beginner thing. And if you come as an advanced person, they still put you in that kindergarten class, and that's where you are, and that's where they expect you to stay. Um, and then if you're not Chinese, family related, and and or from the mountain, there's a limit to what you're going to get, just straight across the board. Um, and you're an outdoor student that's there to help them make money. And so that's, that's going to be the approach. And I don't mean this as a disparagement of Wudong. Really what I started with is, it's, is Wudong, because they have this available and it's being promoted by the Chinese government, it is becoming more and more popular as a mean known Tai Chi style. And a lot of Tai Chiists do claim that Wudong is the origination of the Tai Chi as well. So there was a time when it was more of that. And then it, through, through the Chen village, that for a long time had it. And then and, and then in 1930s, 20s, 30s, 40s, um, Young Style gained so much popularity that by the 1950s, 60s, 70s, Young Style was the most prolific Tai Chi style in the world. Chen has now very much caught up to that. And then Wudong is, is on a rise and overtake. Anyway, so those styles. Um, other styles, and this is not a comprehensive list, include Wu Hao, which is the other Wu, Chen Man Ching style, Fu style, Dong style, which is the Dong family who are the fighters for the Yang family, uh, where a certain amount of my Tai Chi comes from is through that lineage, through my teachers, right? Zhao Bao, cotton boxing, water boxing, Li's practical method, Li Ying Ong, um, and, the, and the modifications on the Tai Chi that he made that are, were specific to the Tai Chi, yeah, what I've seen, what I got from my teachers, original, my original teachers were, were through Ling Ong. And they said the number one biggest change that he made was that most people doing the Yang style do the form on one side. And then when you get done and you've learned the whole thing, they go, now do the whole thing on the, like, if you started working to the left, 
to and the line that you're taking with your Tai Chi. Now do it all on the opposite side and do it all to the right where all the moves are in reverse. In terms, so if I started with a left slanted flying, right slanted flying, left slanted flying, now I do a right slanted flying, a left slanted flying, and a right slanted flying to get balance to both sides. And Lee and his stuff emphasized this. And so they said that was like the biggest modification he made. And you see other things in there, particularly in the leg work that are very true to, that if you wanna see it really being done by somebody else like that, find video on the internet of uh, the Dung family, like Dung Huling or his dad, Dung Ying Jae. I don't pronounce the name right, I apologize. And watch their leg work. And, and if you know what you're looking at there, you, and then you watch Lee, you see some of that same leg work that's fairly specific. Anyways, and then there are other odd and little things. Um, the practical, yeah. So, Sifu, so you, the, the difference of doing the reversal, you said, was that's a modification to the Dong family? No, that was what Li Yingong really kind of got pretty famous for. Who? who? Li Yingong. Oh, okay. He got famous for doing I, it on reversal. I learned from Tyrone, who was the number one disciple from Dr. Wu, and I got okay. Dr. Wu some because we would like we would go there on Sundays and spend the day over there. And I went a little bit. Uh, Tyrone went pretty religiously for like twenty plus years. Okay. Um, and, it, and ninety and Dr. Wu was ninety miles from us. We were in Dayton. He was in Columbus. And then Dr. Wu was a senior disciple under Li Yingong. Okay. under the Yang family and from what I can figure out was taught a lot by the Dung and then got to go to the Yangs and get direct instruction from them as a senior student indoor disciple with the Dung family. That's, that's been my best guess on uh, best educated research guess on how that how that um, lineage came to being all. And so he may have been taught that in a certain way, or it may have been emphasized by the Dungs or the Yongs or whatever, but he was kind of famous for really like codifying, for codifying and, yeah. you know, making sure that it's like, yes, symmetry is important in our system. Balance. Balance. He was a, he was the head of the, he was the president of the Hong Kong um, uh, Kung Fu Association for like all the styles. He was the president of the, of the traditional Chinese medicine association. For like the for Hong Kong for the whole thing and was a senior acupuncturist and a senior qigong practitioner, and he was like the guy when he was there for for everything martial and Chinese medicine wise, and he was that guy for a good number of years and put out a, a number of books, um, some that were just in Chinese but a number of them that got translated into English, and um, and he he died uh, from from he flew and traveled and did workshops and everything else too and he died in plane crash. Okay, so he's the one that codified the, the re, re, doing it, the mirror image. Put it out there publicly, do it on both sides. And this yeah. is now, now something that he had put into place that instead of it being kind of said behind closed doors and then no, nobody really checks to see if you're doing it. And he put it in there like, do this. Okay, and, and his name again? Li Yingong. Li Yingong. You'll Li see Yingong. it, you'll find it on our site. It's, it's in his lineage. We've talked about him. It's okay. Yeah. Li Yingong. Yeah, over the last three or four, work, uh, five uh, talks before we did that. There's at least a section there where I'm talking about Lee a bit. All right. So then, um, let's see here. The practical method has become more popular. Obviously, the, the the guy that's doing that is traveling all over the place and teaching. Temple style um, is one of the ones that you hear about a bit. Loose boxing, um, and then like that. And uh, and there are other styles 
um, out there that I haven't even named like a good number of them. And last but not least, clear Tai Chi. The, uh, and so Tai Chi styles are different methods and variations of how and what you practice in order to obtain the goals of the art of Tai Chi. Part of what defines a style of Tai Chi is what is emphasized and what is considered most important. And this includes teaching, training, and practice methods, how you're getting the result and, and what the method is and what the approach is and what is emphasized and how it is emphasized and all those things. So what defines clear Tai Chi Chuan style, right? It's not just the name, it is the teaching style. Um, it's part of what we do. I don't care if I'm using something that's extremely modern in computers or something that is um, older, but people know it. It's whatever explanation I can give that will help people to absolutely get their mind wrapped around what that thing is the best. Um, and I look for every analogy and every allegory and from nature and from, like I say, in, even TV shows, whatever it is that's gonna most, you know, popular culture, that's gonna help somebody the most go, oh, that, okay. Oh, really, it should be like that. Um, that's, that's really our approach to it, ideally, uh, and over time. And, and then I'm looking at the students regularly, normally, um, going, is that really resonating? Are they getting it because of that or not? And I'm looking for the things that they got it with. The, uh, now, due to my training and study, clear Tai Chi is about 40% Yang style Tai Chi, pre-1948, and with a very heavy Dong style Tai Chi influence because of my teachers, right? Which, which were not Dong styles, but they learned from Dong styles. About 30% Wu style Tai Chi, and Master Ma Yu Liang uh, was the primary person I got that from. And it wasn't that I was with him that long for it to be 30%, but what I got from him was so profound and I put it into practice long-term and, and use that lens to look at a lot of other things through that it became that and became that amount. It just had to do with the research and the study and the practice. About 15% Wudong style Tai Chi, which I've been very fortunate to, to have that. And most of what I've got is, is the, the, closed door, the stuff they don't normally teach non-Chinese coming from there. And I've been very lucky and fortunate in that regard. About 5% Tibetan Tai Chi, which is very rare. There aren't, there, you don't hardly ever see it or hear about it or anything else. And I just had the fortune very early on of meeting a person that that was what they had. And they got it because there was a teacher that was a university professor that got hired by our government and they had him at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Don't know why there was no, it was, there was a clearance issue there, some, some kind of secret security thing going on. Anyways, they brought this guy and then he taught four people, two of whom I knew personally. One of them I actually went to high school with and the other one was a guy I met in college and I didn't realize until, and then he had, he, this guy had visited some of the other schools. And so there were other teachers I had to have contact with them, but he didn't teach them. Uh, but these two guys and one guy I got to learn from anyways, and it's very rare and it is Tai Chi. It's not just like Tibetan styles, but it is, it has this heavy, uh, very specific things to it anyways. And so about 5% of that, about 5% Chen style Tai Chi and about 5% just other Tai Chi styles, other people that I've had exposure to and experience with and or learned very specific things from 
or that I came into from the research. And it wasn't so much that it was this style or that style as much as that's Tai Chi. Um, and massive, massive research over the last 40 years, basically started that research in the 1980s and continued to up till now, I'm still doing it. Um, and other 35 years of results-based teaching and really figuring out how do I convey that the best and most easiest way so that people get what that is um, with modern explanations and teaching methods, right? And to give you, an, to give you a, a sense of this for how I'm known in the Tai Chi community, is the two guys that study from one of the one of the few senior masters in, and, and that senior master is dead and gone now, but he had some serious senior students and his son who carry on the lineage. And two of these guys that I've never met, they've never met me, I've, they've seen me on the internet and they've talked to a lot of people who have, uh, who have trained for me. And they went and did a teaching workshop in Chicago and at the end of the workshop, they were being asked questions and they got on the topic where people like people do of teachers. And of course they were bad mouthing this teacher and bad mouthing that teacher and all oh, that teacher's Tai Chi is ugly and that teacher's Tai Chi is this and this that guy doesn't know any Tai Chi. And of course my name came up. And what they said about me is they said, oh, that guy, he studied everybody's Tai Chi. And when it's got relayed to me by one of the people that was there, I was like, yes, they got me. That's it. I do. I study everybody's Tai Chi. I don't, and now if it's not Tai Chi, I don't, I don't want it. But if it's Tai Chi, I don't care. Yeah, if it's one I haven't seen, if it's one I don't know, if it's there, they've got an approach that's different somehow, but it's still Tai Chi. Absolutely. That's me. And so they, 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 in my mind, I think that I'm pretty certain they intended it as an insult. It's like, well, that guy, he studies Tai Chi over here. He studies Tai Chi over there. He studies Tai Chi from this, but it's like, yeah. I do study it from every, you know, I've got teachers that I was with long, long term, as we talked about in the, in the previous podcast sessions, but then in part of the ongoing research is touching hands with a lot of different people from a lot of different styles and questioning them, you know, ad nauseum, like I'm going to find out every little facet that they're willing to impart. And it is, I'm going to understand what, and have worked very long term on understanding exactly what Tai Chi Twin actually is and how it is and what it does and why it does it and what it doesn't do and why it doesn't do it and where does that go and how does it go and all that stuff. Um, yep, so now a word from, yeah, go ahead, questions, comments. All right, so now a word from, our, a quick word from our sponsor. Well, so, uh, I mean, to me, uh, I. I, th I feel like it's really hard to do that kind of uh, investigating on your own um, without, you know, without real guidance or without somebody who's, who's really spelling out some, some very clear uh, fundamental steps, at least the big picture of what the training is in a way that makes sense. And, and see for clear, you were very fortunate to have Tyrone do that for you early in your training, but a lot of us are not that fortunate, and so. Well, it's also because Dr. Wu was a scholar in that way, on top of having just high, super high-level skill, um, at at the level of um, him, Wei Sun Liao, and Chen Man Ching were contemporaries. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Well, so uh, a lot of us have not had, you know, the good fortune of having masters of that caliber, um, you know, to train with or in our lineage or, or anything like that, and so, um, you know, for those of you who are interested in Tai Chi and, and uh, you know, want to pursue more Tai Chi, 
um, you know, it's, it's really valuable to get your bearings and the Tai Chi roadmap can help you do that. It is, uh, you know, he, he said earlier kind of what the steps are, but it spells out each one of those steps, what, what it really involves, what the body of training kind of is, why the steps are taken in that order for Tai Chi. Um, and, you know, it gives you a really clear picture of what the art really involves from beginning to end. You know, if you're really trying to pursue the high levels of, you know, the, the kinds of things that you've heard the masters can do, if you really want those skills, this is kind of the roadmap for the development to those skills. Um, and so it's available at Tai Chi roadmap.com. You should absolutely check it out. Tai Chi roadmap.com. Oh no, I'm probably getting sued now. Please right. no. Okay. <laughs> All right, our focus is on training the internal. My focus as a teacher in the art is on training the internal and making it functional. And I don't mean making it functional, like let's make that internal functional, but how to, how to have the internal and to functionally use that internal because that is the old and high level <clears throat> and real training, right? And both making that internal functional for health and healing, both yourself and others, how to use it as martial art, how to do it for mind, body, and spirit development, internal power, and internal power skills training, the Nigong. Qi manipulation and how Qi manipulation is, is really done and, and what it involves and how to use it and, and the whys of using it and all of that. Training the 36 primary Jing. And then the other, then the other expressions and methods and jings, as well. Um, and then, and there's a bunch of them over, over well over a hundred. Um, and then yi, mind development, shin, healing and spirit development, emotional regulation as, as part of that, and then more advanced training. Any other thoughts or questions on any of that? Okay, so why you cannot honestly call our style of Tai Chi, and by our, I'm talking about clear Tai Chi, why you cannot call it Yang style. You can't call it a Yang derived style. It might have been at one time, but it's been a long time ago, like, 19, like late 1980s, early 1990s, you kind of could have called it that. Maybe. A modified Yang style, same, same thing. We're not even 50% Yang or modified Yang style. You know, and my, my analogy here is if you use flour to make a cake, wheat flour, oat flour, rice flour, barley, you know, other kinds of flours that you could make a cake with, do you call a cake after it's made modified flour mix? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, and it's, no, it's a cake. You use that flour to help make that cake. And if you use two or three of those different kinds of flours together, cornmeal maybe even, right? Then, you know, uh, then you use different kinds of flours and maybe modified your flour mix, however. But what you got at the end of that, no matter which one of those you use, if we've got four or five or six or seven different ones there, they're still cake. They're not modified flour mix or flour mix sitting in a shape anymore. It's cake. And there are cakes you can make that don't involve flour mix at all. Right, and, but and still would be legitimately called cake. Most, but not all, cake is over fifty percent flour. But it is cake mix, and then cake when it's done, because when you put the eggs in it, you put the uh, vanilla in it, you put the um, 
sugar in it and you put the, you know, all the other odd and things you're going to put in that particular cake, you're getting a cake. And then those are still the ingredients for cake. Right. <clears throat> and so, and so clear Tai Chi, same thing. It is, it is those mixture, that mixture of things that I told you about that are all Tai Chi, but you couldn't call it any one of those Tai Chi's anymore. It's now clear Tai Chi, which is that mixture put together. It's just like if I made the cake out of, a, out of several of the different flowers and everything at the end of it, it would be, what's that? That's clear cake. Or, you know, you get the idea. And then if somebody yeah, were to take that. Take, you couldn't take any of the ingredients of clear Tai Chi out and get the same result, I think is what. That, that too. Well, the other thing is that then people would do it and go, okay, but now I'm doing it. So it's my Tai Chi whatever, you know, so it's, it's Bob's Tai Chi. And I would say, well, to a certain degree, Bob is doing it. It is Bob's Tai Chi. What style is he doing? That style is going to be clear Tai Chi if he got it all from clear Tai Chi, unless they start doing the kind of research and stuff I do and change the mix. You know, if you use, if you use Coca-Cola's mix to make a drink, you're making Coca-Cola. You might not be allowed to call it that because there's a brand name issue, but you made Coke. And only if you start taking out some ingredients and putting in some other ingredients, and I don't mean like I may I I changed the I put in some food color and I changed the color a little bit, ah, but it's it tastes like Coke to me because it's still Coke, um, that kind of a thing. Or I went I just put a little bit more sugar than they did. It does become a point where even a little more sugar you can't quite call it Coke anymore because something has changed. So now it's new Coke. <laughs> you get the idea. Uh, but if it but. And so what I'm telling you is even though Bob might be doing clear Tai Chi and it becomes Bob's Tai Chi, Bob's Tai Chi is still clear Tai Chi. It's when he really does it, it's like, that's not the same thing anymore at all. Now it's something else. Now it's Bob's Tai Chi, whatever he's going to call it. Or it's not Tai Chi at all, or it just depends on what they did to it, what they did with it. Anyways, um, at this point, I'm going to give regional organizers who mostly have come from other Tai Chi styles and methods I want to give you guys some time to weigh in on this with comments and questions. Um, and then I've got some questions I'll shoot at you to kind of answer, but let's start with that. Larry? All right. So um, from our marketing standpoint locally, when people ask me what style, I typically say young style. Right, which is wrong. It's not what you're teaching. Right, right. Okay. Well, no, you're, you're not teaching young style. If they came from a young stylist, it was a pure family tradition, young style, and they see what you're doing, and they've been and they did it. Let's say they did it for three years under decent teachers, so they really did pick up on some of the things that are young style. They're going to recognize some young style in what you do. Right. But they're going to be definitely, if they just came and watched a full class where you were teaching enough stuff where they saw form and they saw some of the push hands and then they saw some of the other things, they'd be like, that's Tai Chi. That's not a young style Tai Chi. That's got to be like one of the first words out of their mouth. I've had that happen where, where somebody came in and they went, okay, I, we asked somebody on the phone and they said this was like more like young style, but that's really, there's some young style stuff going on there, but that's not young style. And I'm like, oh no, that's not young style. Well, that gets to the overall larger teaching method and, and, and what we do. If somebody just looks at one of our short forms, 
is it incorrect to say that's a young style short? That is incorrect. I'll I'll say this with you. You've got a couple people that you interact with up in New York specifically who are young stylists. They learn young style. How how many times have you been looking at a move and they've been like, that's not how we do that move. How many times that happened? Well, yeah, there are definitely a couple. So, at, least, at least a couple, right? Right. But then we talk about, well, this is pre-1948. There's at least a couple. Well, okay. But uh, my, my understanding was that it was a time period issue. You know, monkey, uh, monkey retreats versus repulse monkey. And that, some of that potentially being young style, is that that would be incorrect? Our monkey... There's some of that. Okay, but, but to give you an idea, is... To give you an idea of what I'm talking about here, is um, Dong style, Dong style is a style. It, it's known as a style at this point. It's right. a family style, but it's a style. Where did it come from? It came from the Yangs. It came from, came, came from Yang or Yang style, right? But yet it's Dong family style. Why? The movements, if you look at like a wild horse, it's still wild horse. If you look at a brush knee, it's still brush knee. What made it Dong style instead of Yang style done by the Dongs? You're going, I don't know. Okay. Well, there's a few things. Um, in particular, they put in, they emphasize some very specific aspects. There's particularly that leg thing that I was talking about that Li Yang does. And it's a minor thing. And yet, it's still there. And so, and the other one is, is that I can't speak for Dong family. And I would not want to speak for Dong family. They have to do that for themselves. And I'm not Dong family, even though there is a very specific influence on our style from them. Um, and basically the grandfather and great-grandfather being the primary influences are not the, not the guys now for at least two generations, um, is that some of that was that they're using in, in places, the older stuff and then emphasis or certain tweaking on certain things where the differences are small and yet they're differences from what you would call Yang or Yang canon, canon being their, their codified this is how they do things, right? And so there are there are nuances going on there that are pretty specific, that are our version of doing things. And that if you look for it in the other styles, you might see, oh yeah, they're doing a little bit of that youngest, young stylist. If you looked at some Chen style, you're going, they're doing a little bit of that. And yet we've got our own sort of way of doing it and being it and how that move comes. And even if we're choosing to use something pre-1948 as opposed to something that's being done as young canon now, there are differences, there are nuances there that make it where you'd be hard pressed for somebody who's at least trying to be a purist about it to say that's young style. And anybody that's ever looked at our stuff who is a purist says that's not young style. Tai Chi. And so, and so yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, <laughs> I remember going over rise and fall with you once in the yeah, sure. workshop. In some depth. And, yeah. and we, well, yes. And we must have gone over 10, 11, 12 different ways of doing right. rise and fall. Yeah. That's more ways than there are styles. That's, well, no, there's a lot more styles than even well, the ones I named. So, no. Okay, but is each of them oh, okay? So what I'm what I'm also getting at is I've always been told you know you can have the same form, same Yang style form. You have ten different teachers and qualified teachers. You're going to have more than ten variances and nuances and ways things are done. 
but, well, still, and if, and if but it's still young stuff. As long as the way you're doing it is correct, uh, let me put it this way, and you guys have seen me, some of you have seen me do this. I get somebody in and they're doing a style of Tai Chi and it's not a style I do or or like they're really a Chen stylist or they're really, you saw me do this with, with more than one Chen stylist um, that are very serious Chen stylists. And I start correcting their stuff and they're like, but you don't even know a Chen form. I've learned Chen form several different times. I don't, I don't remember them in terms of sequence and order and all that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't do your form. Well, how are you correcting that? I'm giving you master level understandings of what's supposed to be happening within that movement that's not happening right now. And every other master that I've met that really is a master can do the same thing. You don't have to do their form. If your form is a correct form in Yang or Chen or Wu or one of these main, main ones, um, then there's going to be form correction you can give, uh, alignment correction, postural correction, flow of the Nigong in the internal energy aspect correction, heaven and earth three power type correction, um, all sorts of other things, the way the breath is for whole body breathing in the body, correct, you know, all sorts of stuff, stance correction, posture correction, the, uh, that are going to be true regardless of style because it's Tai Chi. You know, if you make a cake, what you call a cake and what you bring out to me is a, uh, um, give me a second, a, a bowl of ice cream. I'm going, no, that's ice cream. And I know that's not a cake. What I got to do to make that cake, to make that cake? I don't even, I'm not a good enough cook to begin to tell you that. <laughs> There's a way to do it, I'm sure. But, but you're going to have to do a lot more than just bring me a bowl of ice cream and call it to, that you're calling cake. Right. And so as long as it's actually cake, if there was something off about it, too much sugar, not enough sugar. Now that might be personal taste too. But at the same time, you know, there are things. If it's a cake that's supposed to be iced, have icing on it. And now icing is supposed to be, I don't know, you get the idea. Right. I think you get the idea. Anyways, go ahead. So part of it, so so part of it is like even within clear tai chi, we have many different ways of doing the moves depending on what flavor of the form we're using, depending on whether it's a large frame or a small frame or a medium frame kind of a thing. Which one of the thirty six jings are you using? Are you working at an E level? Are you working at a shen level? Are you working? Are you working the gong right now? That's all going to change. Uh, what, are you working on your form done where the shui, the, the throwing is emphasized, or is the chana right now being the grappling, seizing, twisting, uh, small joint manipulation stuff being emphasized? Is the striking aspect being emphasized? Are the pressure point, is the demok being emphasized? Each one of these things is going to change the fundamental expression or nature of the move in certain kinds of ways um, of your form uh, and what you're... Are you working for hypertension uh, for some health stuff or are you working on it for um, back pain or are you working on it for diminishing the effects of cancer and or the effects of cancer um, and these things and you're going to do different kinds of expressions based on that. And that's going to be Tai Chi across the board, not the public version. The public version is like the codified, it's the same. And that's part of what makes the difference. We have a codified way that we're doing what we do that makes it clear Tai Chi and other people. But if you go back on the other side of that public and the teaching method up front and you get into, it's me talking to other guys who've been at it for 20 plus years, really doing the stuff. And you've been there for conversations like this. We're talking the same stuff. It didn't matter what style they came from. 
You know, and I know you've had the same discussions with people like that too. And so how is that? Well, it's because the ingredients in the cake are still those ingredients. It, and now we're not talking about the, the outside structure of the car. We're talking about the inner workings of the car, what's under the hood and your power sources and how those power sources are being used and what kind of an engine you're using and what kind of um, airflow you've got, what kind of, um, uh, you get the idea, the, the, the internal stuff. There's going to be similarity there. That's why all the level, levels like in the Taichi roadmap are the same levels, doesn't matter the style. The only time those levels aren't true is when somebody doesn't really have master level Tai Chi or they've got you know, the form and nothing else and now they're doing white belt Tai Chi. Well, yeah, then they don't have those other levels because they don't really have high level Tai Chi. But if they have high level Tai Chi, it goes through that same process as what's in the Tai Chi roadmap or, or the, what's the, what's the right. address? Yeah. Yeah. TaiChiRoadmap.com. Yeah, as, as what's on there. It, right. they, everyone I've seen, Chen style, Young style, they all have those same levels and go the same way. And I've verified this with senior people in each of the ones. I'm very careful about how to verify it because a lot of times with these guys, especially if they're trying to hide it, you ask a direct question, you're not getting a good answer. But when you're having a lengthy conversation and then you start getting into things and you go, okay, this before that, yes, yeah, yeah, da, 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 and then you can have a conversation. And to the person, it's come out that this is the order of events, which my teachers originally shared with me and then I was able to verify, is it just us or is everybody doing that? And no, it's everybody's doing that. Their trappings, the way that they get there, the way that their form looks, the way that they push hands, the way that they work on the sparring, the way they teach you the different elements of it. That stuff is all different, but it's all headed to that same, through that same path. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Can I ask a question too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you, you, at one point you mentioned this, this time period of 20 years of, of practicing. Uh, well, being a dedicated, dedicated, very serious student that's really getting yeah. to look up every, you know, very like, let me put it this way, for my own training, for most of the years since, um, since 1989, when I moved to Florida from Ohio, um, I've made it a point to get at least six weeks of 40 plus hour weeks of instruction. Now, when you add that up, that ends up being, um, how many hours is that? 240, 40 times, 40 times five is 200, 240 hours. And so if you think about taking classes for three hours a week at 50 weeks in a year, cause you've got about six weeks of vacations and holidays and, and Christmas and all the rest of it. Well, the rest of it, that's about 150 hours. So I've made sure to get what most people would get in about a year and a half to two years of dedicated study at three hours a week, every year, up into including this year. Mm -hmm. Right. All right. Well, and so, and so my point there being, and then the, the training I'm getting, the vast majority of it is at my level, which you would think after 40 years, what else is there to learn? Every time I think that and I get with like Uncle Bill or one of the other senior guys, there's more to learn. Yeah, uh, it yeah. does not keep coming. It's, it, there doesn't, it, does keep coming. it does seem to be bottomless, that there's not an end to it. Uh, well, like, you know, Harry had mentioned the, you know, the different, different styles we've been exposed to. And, and you know, I, I mean, in, in my personal experience, the, you know, from the, the, the karate to the judo, jujitsu, you know, I studied a lot of different arts and it's, uh, 
I know I've called you a couple of times where I've gone hand to hand, you know, with somebody. And I, I always, I found it very interesting, Noah, I'm tending to lean more towards the, uh, you know, the, the clear stuff. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and I, I don't want to go to prolonged <laughs> bloody battle, you know, but, uh, but. I've done and, and, less and less is fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's funny, you know, you, you mentioned with Harry, you know, the raising hands. And I, I think I called you at one point when I, you know, took somebody out of a, a six foot tree and, and that was what I used and it, and it worked really well. And, you know, but I'm relying less and less on the street fighting and, you know, and the other brawling, but, uh, but it's just, uh, I guess that's a litmus test that I've seen that, you know, when you use it under duress or under pressure, you know, it, I guess the, the training is sinking in and it's, it's having a, uh, you know, a lasting effect, which is a, a positive, sure. positive note. Thank sure. you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Well, and I think that is a testament to, you know, the method there are, obviously there are, you know, similarities with a lot of the other Tai Chi because it was influenced from all of these other Tai Chi sources, like you said. Well, you it, is tai chi. it is Tai Chi, not tai chi. something else. Right. right, but it is, that's what it is. It's Tai Chi and what makes this clear Tai Chi, there are, there are certain things, certain key kind of components that really make it clear Tai Chi that are, that are emphasized here that may be present in other arts, but they're not emphasized that way. They're not really like focused on upfront that way. And for me, one of those things is our very early focus on um, like chi level and E level skill um, without, without having a whole lot of form practice first um, and really getting into kind of the, the internal power side of things pretty early in our curriculum compared to a lot of other places. Um, I don't know. Is there any more you care to say about that? No, you're right about that. Um, the other thing I'll tell you is the Chen Man Ching style. It's known as its own style. He's a young stylist. Chen Man Ching was a young stylist. He learned, he was like was one of the senior disciples under Yang Chen Fu, right? And yet it is Chen Man Ching style. Why? There are some things that are in Yang style or were in Yang style. He learned them that are emphasized in Chen Man Ching styles that were specific to Chen Man Ching, both in terms of for his own health at some point there, and also then for how he taught and what he was teaching that made it Chen Man Ching style. And it's a recognized thing. And there are things to this. The, the bigger fear that I have is that, so this, is that people not knowing, not understanding, which is why we part, why we spent five weeks, literally five sessions going into my background and studies on this, so people would get an idea is that there are a lot of people out there, they've been doing Tai Chi for five, 10, 15 years, and then they make their own style. And it's like, they don't even have the information to do that. Um, and then it's like, well, but I do things this way and that way. And it's like, yeah, we know, you know, uh, and, and different kind of stuff and that kind of a thing. And as those of you that have been where there have been other senior masters, like masters present for Tai Chi who really are, you notice that I get a lot of respect from those people and the people that are doing this thing I'm talking about where they're just making up a form and all that. You'll see the masters watching them and you kind of can tell that they're kind of going, oh boy, uh, yeah, okay. You know, and it's, it's one of those. And so there's a difference. And if some, and one of the fears is that people would try to, you know, people tend to emulate what they see. 
one of the bigger fears that I have is that people go, well, he made it his own style. And I've been with him for five or 10 years or 15 years. So now I'll make my own style. And it's like, yeah, uh, try hitting about 30 years of really seriously being a student with it and teaching it and doing it and getting results with that. And then <coughs> exactly what I've taught to you, the way that I'm teaching it to you. And then start looking at it and going, what would you change and why? And if I'm still alive at that point, we can have a real intelligent conversation about that. But prior to that point, I'm looking at you going, you don't know enough to know what you don't even know yet. How can you do that? And I did not just do this overnight, as you guys know, and I didn't do it on a whim and I didn't do it on anything else. I started off on my journey. Once I really got what real Tai Chi was, and like you said, thank God for Tyrone and, and those and the other senior students are with them because they really got across to me super high level stuff very early on. And I got hooked on Tai Chi because of it. And they did the, the primary Chen, like the 108 Chen style and the 108 Yang and the 108 Wu. So they weren't married to one, one Tai Chi style or another. And that helped because even though I was learning primarily Yang from them, there wasn't like a political situation going on there where it was like, you're doing Yang style. It was because they didn't, they, they weren't like that. Now, if you were doing a Yang form, they expected to see Yang things. If you were doing a Chen form, they expected to see Chen things because that's the form you're doing. But there wasn't this, you would better be doing that Yang style with them or, or the family's version of this. It was, um, you know, Tai Chi's great. And with me being hooked on, the, on some of the high level things there so early, I became like, I got to know more about what Tai Chi is. And so it really helped me and it formed my development like that. Uh, but it took me down that road. And so if any of anybody studying for me said, you know, I'm studying from you, but I'm also like, like what Ty's got there. He studies from another Tai Chi master there that's in California. And some of the other ones have, have people that you're connected to in one way or another. And I don't have, there are teachers that don't like that have real problems with that. I don't have a problem with that. I am confident enough in our method and where it goes and the depth of it. And it gets, will take anyone who wants it to a true master level that if you're studying it with somebody else who is also a master level, we're taking you to the same place. And when Ty's teacher and specifically, I know for a fact, we're taking you to the same place and he does too. And he's been with that teacher for how long you've been with Anthony. Three years. Three years. He's been with him for three years, but he's seen what he's doing at the high level and it's the same stuff. And so it still is, and that same stuff makes it not that, that he's doing clear Tai Chi or that I'm doing his style, but we are both doing real Tai Chi. And that's, that's the thing. The, uh, anyway, so somebody said, I really want to know more about what Tai Chi involves, starts building a library, has books, looks at stuff on the internet and all that. Now, if you take it to the point where you're not doing your studies because of that, that's where I, as a teacher, I'm going to go, are you studying this or not? You know, are you looking through the, through the, through the, through the window at it? Or are you doing it? Because ideally you're doing it. And if you're not doing it, then I might actually be one that would go like, you pick a teacher and, and they'd be like, and it's, but it doesn't have to be I me. Mean, you can pick the other guy. I don't care, but you pick one and then you do that stuff. I had a, a guy that I basically had to fire as a student who was one of our more serious people. And I fired him as a student because he was studying from half a dozen guys and his skill was crap. And I literally took him and said, look, um, I'm just, no, you're, you're, you need to be, you know, this needs to end. And he was like, and he was pretty ticked off about it. 
And part of what he did there was, I don't remember if he asked me or if I just gave him the advice, but there was a point there where it was like, well, what, you know, what can you tell me? And I said, I'm gonna give you one piece of advice. Find the teacher that's the teacher for you and do what they tell you and actually do the stuff. Do the stuff. You'll become a Tai Chi practitioner then. Right now, you're not. He wasn't. It was really obvious. He wasn't a Tai Chi and he was teaching. And so none of his people were getting any skill either. In fact, quite the opposite. And I just couldn't tolerate it anymore. I just went, look, man, you need Tai Chi skill and you should be imparting Tai Chi skill. Get Tai Chi skill. You get it from me. You get it from somebody else. I don't care. But get Tai Chi skill. Pick one and do that stuff. And, and it was that. And so when I'm saying that somebody can do too, like for what Ty's doing there specifically, his skill keeps improving because he gets stuff from the other teacher. He then talks to me about that same thing, or I give him something. He goes back and looks at, at that guy's version of doing it and his skill keeps getting better. And so I have no complaint to that whatsoever. In fact, I'm thrilled about it and I'm going to be right. And that kind of a thing. But if it becomes detrimental to you, if it blocks your training, if you all of a sudden are becoming a person who is a head scholar, but not a practitioner anymore, not a, not a person doing it. Well, you've lost me as, as a person, you know, as a teacher, I'm kind of going, uh, this is not good. This needs to stop. Anyways, you get the idea. Those are fascinating conversations to have right after we get done training. That's, that's normally my answer. Yeah. Well, like one of my teachers is very fond of saying, shut the up and train. And it's that, and it, and it needs to be that to a certain degree. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, Sifu, when was the, uh, when was the, what year was it that you sort of either established or made a decision to call it your style and not something else? About 10 years ago. Yeah, Lu Fa. When Lu Fa came, he was one of the senior masters under Ma Yuliang. Ma Yuliang being the head for Wu style, Wu Yuliang's wife being the inheritor of Wu style. Right. And one of his senior disciples was Lu Fa, and I brought Master Lu Fa here in 2007. And Lu Fa, when he saw what I was doing, at first he thought he would see another American not knowing any Tai Chi and that kind of thing. And he saw what we were doing when he first walked in the door of my school, coming in off the airplane. He asked me to take him to the school first. We went to the school. There was a class going on led by one of my senior students who teaches. And he and he only spoke Chinese. And through the interpreter, he was like, where did you get that Tai Chi? And they actually were doing one of the other things that we do. And I was like, well, I didn't really, it's not really the Tai Chi class. And he was like, where did you get that Tai Chi? And I was like, well, da, 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 and explained it. And he said, that is the indoor high level stuff in Wu style. That's why I want to know where you got it. Right. And I was like, and I told him and all that. And that's, and that's where we went. And then he's, and then from there, of course, that began a two week stay that he had here. By the end of the two weeks, he said that two things he said, and now remember this guy lived in Shanghai, mainland China, recognized senior master. If it weren't for the Wu family members, because in China, it's always passed typically if they can within the family, if it wasn't passed within the family like that, he would be recognized over the, over most of Ma's, family as being a senior Tai Chi practitioner to them. A lot of people might not be happy hearing that. I hope I'm not upsetting you, but he was a senior practitioner to them. I met one of Ma's sons when I was in Shanghai and Ma was not particularly thrilled with, with his son's level of Tai Chi ability. The guy had it, but 
he wasn't particularly the most dedicated practitioner. And my son is like this too. He's got a little bit of stuff for me, but he's not what you would call a dedicated practitioner by any sense. He can never inherit it because everybody that's on our regional organizer list has more skill in this than him because he's not that interested in it. So I'm never going to pass it to him. But if we were in China, there's a good chance it would get passed to him by the way the culture does. Right. And so that, Fortunately, the situation with Ma's family is better than that. But anyways, Lu Jifa was more skilled than them, to my, to my experience of it. All right. And so came, and in the process of doing that, the other thing I asked him was who in the States should I go to by his recommendation to get other higher level Tai Chi stuff at the level that he and I were talking about. We were talking about things that were at the top end of the spectrum. And he recommended the guy, this, I asked him this towards second or third day, and by the by the time he'd been here for a week and he was here for two week, seven day, seven day, day nine, somewhere in there, he said, don't go to that guy. <laughs> and the guy's a known guy and by in the Tai Chi community, not, not other places so much. And I said, why not? And he said, you have more skill than him. And he also at that time said directly in front of the interpreter and some other people, I was the most highly skilled Caucasian he had ever met. Eternal. Internally, <clears throat> and that uh, and that the only way I was going to get higher level stuff was to be dealing directly with senior masters, and that was it. And so, and then the other part of that conversation was um, for a specific aspect, actually the internal push hands training that I got from Master Ma. This was what I got from Master Ma. I put it. I put a lot of other things I've learned through the lens of that, through that method. But the actual training method for it, I got from Master Ma. And so it's Master Ma's method. But, but the senior guys under him, they're not teaching it publicly anymore. So it's not even called that. And if you call it that, they act like they don't know what you're talking about. And so I was like, what do I call this? Do I call this clear Tai Chi? And he said, yes, call it that. So that's the long answer to your question is that he definitely, with his absolute direct blessing and saying that it was high level, was to do that. And then from that time forward is when I started referring to it as clear Tai Chi. 2007. About 2007. Yeah. And that was this. Uh... I started Tai Chi in like 1979. So how many years is that? You know, if we talk 1980, just to make the math easy, 1990, 2000, 2010, it was 30 years in. Yeah. Called two. And I didn't put out there, even though I started calling it that, I didn't publicly really put that out there for a couple or three more years. So 2010, 2011. So over 30 years before, and a really dedicated study in the way that I've explained to you that I have before I started really calling it that. And it was appropriate. You do it much earlier than that. And I'm kind of going, you don't know enough to be saying that yet. And obviously I've done my best in terms of teaching to streamline that process. But there's still a lot of information there to know and learn and to understand before you would go off on a tangent of, of any kind. And, and the problem is if you do it too early, there's a high likelihood you've gone off on a tangent because you don't understand what's there, what, how the, you know, the full scope of it yet and what it involves. And it's common, you know, it's common in America for a guy that's in his 20s to be like, I created my own style. Really? How did you do that? <laughs> You know, he must have been having conversations with God or something because there's no normal human way that happens. You know, and unfortunately, there's some of them saying, yeah, I was talking to God. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. 
them and the pot and the you know and whatever other drugs they were on and yeah okay anyways you did, yeah. Yeah. all right sorry <laughs> to digress we all get right. some emails from people every once in a while and they're fun yeah and now a word from our sponsor for those of you who are interested in internal power and want a reliable place to start and for anyone who wants to experience internal power for themselves go to internalpowerguide.com I built a crash course in hands-on internal power. The practical guide to internal power is a work at your own pace online program. It is the course I use to get students from zero to 60 as quickly as possible. And it is totally free. So sign up at internalpowerguide.com now and get started right away. That's internalpowerguide.com. All right. Any other thoughts or questions about any of the stuff we're talking about, especially regarding the, the styles and methods or, or clear Tai Chi? If you could comment on the one aspect of Tai Chi that's been driving me crazy lately is I'll have people show up and say, oh, that doesn't look like the type of Tai Chi I'm used to. I'm studying medical Tai Chi. Right. Say a little bit more because I'm missing a little bit of content. <clears throat> So and you're saying that, anybody that shows up, it's a lady. She says, I'm studying medical Tai Chi, and it doesn't look like that. Yes. Okay. And, and all, that, who's, who's medical Tai Chi? Are we talking about the Harvard Medical Program for Tai Chi that's a, that has so specifically uh, been created and derived and the way that they're going about it? Um, a, I would say that it, it borderlines on not being a Tai Chi style pretty, pretty seriously in, certain, in some ways. A. B, that it's very limited in scope. Um, C, that, um, okay, that's the way they do it. That's how they're doing it. That's that style. Right. And, and, and if you want to take it as Tai Chi as your core, that way of doing it, let me put it this way. Where, where Tai Chi went from Tai Chi Twin to being Tai Chi, the health method with no martial anything in it, that happened in the 1960s when everybody was doing the pot and the, and the let's drink some tea in the tea houses and be all cool and, and all that stuff. And people were learning the form, thinking somehow that they got a Tai Chi. Some of that was the teachers not really wanting to impart the real thing. And um, it kind of got to be kind of a fad. And so people did it. What, what happens with fads most of the times, you take this thing that's got all this body of stuff to know and learn and do, and they have to boil it down to something that you can toss out to the public very quickly. And so they could toss out the form very quickly. And if you do the form, it's healthy. And if you were doing the form from somebody who understood the other stuff and doing what they did the way they did it, and with what they were telling you to do, then, then there could be some help in it. But the problem is then they taught somebody who taught somebody who taught somebody who taught somebody, and it became the outer structure. And most of the rest of it got lost to those people and yet still being caught. And so that, that those events have led to the de degradation of, of most of the Tai Chi that's out there and the current state of affairs. And then you get people who then want to do this medically based thing. And really what they're trying to do is I'm going to call it medically based while I'm trying to figure out how to make a dollar. And you end up with some really funky stuff. That's a derivation of a derivation of a derivation where really they've taken it to a very specific kind of an area, but unfortunately, typically without a full education on what that would really involve to do the things they want it to do. That's what I'm finding 
I've been finding for the last 25 years of teaching um, and meeting with other people doing this is very commonly they're saying that this is the healthy Tai Chi for this or that. And when you're looking at it, you're going, well, if it's for this or that, it needs to be doing these things that you're not doing. So how is it, how is your Tai Chi healthy like that? Maybe I'm missing something here, explain it. And what I found when they only know the health part, I haven't found anybody who does a good job of being able to actually explain it. When I say that, there, you might have somebody out there that they're like an MD or something, and they're going to start telling you medical stuff that makes sense. But from the Tai Chi standpoint, when they do that and they don't know, they can't tell you what they don't know. And so what I found commonly is that they're coming up with, well, you just do it like this. Why? And then there's no answer or the answer is like, or they start making up an answer. And it's kind of obvious pretty quick. If you know what, if you know the stuff and what it's for and how to make it work in those ways, it starts becoming really obvious. So is that what you're asking me to address there? Or is there some other aspect of this that you're wanting me to get into? No, that's exactly what I wanted you to address. And um, there will be some people I will be referring to that because they are just doing form yeah and then they're not really getting the benefit you know the benefit of tai chi form done where they're just doing the trappings is basically it's the same as you would get like walking um uh, you know walking for health and that kind of a thing they got up off the couch and they're doing something and that's better than sitting on the couch watching you know all day long eating bonbons watching tv uh, they're getting something now, is it giving them much better than, than getting up off the couch and taking a walk? I've seen more than a few examples where the answer to that's no. That's the only thing is maybe you're having a little bit of fun doing it, right? Or, or trying to, or, or it relaxed your mind a little bit, which then ideally relax, helps relax the body a little bit. And you're getting some of the benefits of the relaxation response while you are actively doing something that's got you off the couch. Um, but it is it's not doing a whole lot more than that. And the bigger, more profound benefits that Tai Chi is kind of known for, um, most of those aren't coming through that kind of a method. They're just not. Here's the other thing I will say to you, Ty, and this may not be something that you would necessarily want to say to like every member of the public who's asking about that or whatever. I don't know how much they would be able to sort of follow it, but I think reasonably you'll understand what I'm saying is that um, in the medical community, they don't, they, if they need to test something, if they want to run a test on like, so, so there's this claim that Tai Chi has this benefit, how do we test that? They're not going to train up a bunch of people for five years in Tai Chi and then see and compare notes or whatever. Like they have to come up with protocols for how to test these theories that don't involve traditional Tai Chi training methods, but they're designed to just prove a point that's like proof of concept that like, yes, if you did these things, versus doing like this other kind of set of things you get these extra benefits out of it and so because we know that we can extrapolate and say that tai chi as a whole would be really beneficial for you in this way if you practice the whole art and that's what they're trying to say with the study that's what they're trying to determine with the studies and what happens is that publicly what they look at those protocols and they go wow that protocol had success on that measure that protocol must be the thing and that's not at all what uh, they were trying to say. That's not what was not the point of the study, but it's a misinterpretation between kind of the public's misunderstanding of how these studies get put together and what they're really looking at and looking for. And then, and you know, and then what comes out of that based on the kind of public reaction to whatever was proven in the study. 
And so a lot of the, the like medical Qigong and stuff that, that, you know, and the medical, uh, the medical Tai Chi or whatever, you know, these kind of specific things, they came out of protocols that were developed to test whether or not the art of Tai Chi would be healthy for you. But the protocol itself isn't the healthiest way to get that. It's just proof of concept. That's all it is. And so if you want to take that proof of concept to a real high level and actually get real benefit out of it, keep doing the rest. You know, um, that was what was intended. The, stu the study was not designed to prove that that particular protocol was like the best way to get that thing. It was just a simplified way to test it. That's all it was. Well, the other thing that happens too is a lot of times you'll have a specific teacher or teachers or style that are or method um, and usually at a master level who is running the teaching for that study. Like the, we did a study with Mercy Hospital that was a, that was a research study and because they sold the hospital in the middle of the study, our study got canceled midstream. But for the time that we were there, it was showing significant, impressive results that we have, right, for, from that medical study. The, the thing is, is that there were very specific things because it was with groups who were recovering from cancer treatment that I put in there that were for those people. And so we were getting the results we were supposed to get. But you could have brought in 10 other Tai Chi people if they didn't know what that protocol was and or didn't have the information that I had to put into that that would do Tai Chi and they wouldn't have got the results that I was getting. Right. And so what happens, they do a study, particular master, particularly way. He knows they're trying to find out about Tai Chi for back pain. So he teaches to that and the people follow that and then they get the results and then they go Tai Chi helps with back pain. And so every Tai Chi stylist, no matter what they're doing, says that does the form the way that they do it. And they just assume that, that, you know, that the cake is the cake is the cake. And really, no, one of those is, is corn cake. And one of those is a uh, fruit cake. And one of those is a birthday, you know, this, this, uh, you can tell he's hungry today. No, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying that I'm trying to use different examples, right? That anyways, or if it was ice cream, flavors of ice cream. And they're trying to say that all those flavors do the same thing that vanilla does. And it's like, no, or that strawberry does. Um, let's say they said it had that all ice creams got antioxidant properties. No, the one with all the fruit in it had the antioxidant properties. The rest of the ice cream without the fruit in it didn't. Right. And so they, but they don't do that. They just say ice cream has antioxidant properties. That was the kind of example I was trying to give you. And it's, and it's, they're missing something there. Um, you know, cake, all cake has antioxidant properties. Well, the fruitcake, if it's a good one, did. But a whole bunch of the other ones didn't. Right? And so, and so they missed that. That point gets, gets covered up. It gets, and I don't mean covered up like they're intentionally covering it up. It just gets, it falls by the wayside. And it's just like all Tai Chi is good for this. And it's like, well, if you're working the Tai Chi that's good for that, it's good for that. <laughs> But anyways, and so, and then with the medical one, I would say, what is it that you're doing or what were you doing? And so part of what I would do, if it's like, if they're talking about the Harvard medical study version is the book is out there. You can get the book. And as, as a teacher, I'm talking about here as a teacher, and then really make sure you understand enough about what they're doing so that you can address what they're doing and what they're not doing. And this is Tai Chi. And if you came out looking for just the medical part, this is how our medical part works. And yes, I understand their information and you're gonna get those kind of benefits out of this. But if you were looking for the same form or the same format for teaching, that's like this specific derivative thing. And this is Tai Chi. 
clear Tai Chi, but Tai Chi. And there is a difference in that. And I don't mean a difference like we're so much better, depending on what the other thing is. I'm saying that apples are apples and bananas are bananas and blueberries are blueberries. And that was a blueberry and this is an apple. And they're all fruit, but there are different kinds of fruit. Maybe I'm hungry today. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I keep using food as the analogy. I figure most people eat and can relate to it. Anyway, so most uh, people do eat. Yeah, I found. <laughs> no, I think your diet's too strict. That's why you keep going back to cake and ice cream. Uh, <laughs> you should fantasizing about I don't, foods eating. I don't. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I was at. A, I'm at 190 pounds, so I am still on that. That, that very slow, steady weight loss and the mus and bringing up the musculature for the most part while I'm doing it. So, yeah, I probably ought to. I probably ought to put a cheat day in about once a month. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> and actually, I do. I just not often enough. Probably, I don't know. Anyway, well, being the, the type one diabetic, there's times when you just like have to have candy and stuff that I, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know. Yeah, something to bring the sugar up. So and um, quickly. Yeah. All right. Good. Other other thoughts, questions? What does it mean to you to be a part of Clear Tai Chi? I know we've been losing our people here as we go, and we're almost done. So. Yeah, it's getting late. But I, I mean, for me, I just really quickly, I'll say, I, you know, I, Harry, I started out sort of in the same boat as you when people would ask what kind of Tai Chi you do. I would start to explain, well, you know, it's part young this and it's like kind of more young form but then it was informed by these other people and then our push hands has this other element to it and there's kind of chen in there and i was kind of trying to explain it all and uh and you know really at some point realized that that doesn't give it any legitimacy um that and that really doesn't, doesn't do it justice either it doesn't yeah it doesn't do it justice first of all because it sounds like somebody just mixed together a bunch of stuff and that's not what that's not how this came to be and yeah, and it doesn't, um, and it doesn't really give it any legitimacy. And that the only way, because because there's all the all, all sorts of other people out there claiming Yang style and or Wu style and or whatever style, and they really don't have any skill. And I, and so you know, it's not that those styles don't have skill to offer, but there's a lot of people out there claiming that style that don't really have a lot to show for it. And so it doesn't it it it. I don't feel like it really helps me to claim that style and it doesn't explain like why, why is it that our system gets so much better skill than other systems? If it really is Yang style and Wu style and this and that and the other thing. And there's all these people out there with those lineages that just don't have anything. How come there aren't a bunch of like clear Tai Chi adepts kind of out there that don't have anything. And really it is because clear Tai Chi is different. It really is different, and, and the differences in it get results. They are designed to get results, like very specifically. There are things in there that, that are really put in place so to make sure that, that the tradition, that, like, that clear Tai Chi as a whole does get results for its students, that the curriculum will work if it is followed, if it is taught correctly. And I'm trying to build that so that 50 years, 100 years from now, when when we're dead and gone, and it's my, you know, you guys are the other ones who are on the call here, and other people out there listening to this, a number, you know, a number of you, anyways, are my students, or are my students' students, and I want it to be that your students, students, students who are now teaching, you know, who are taking it along enough to become a teacher when they're teaching it, 
that that quality and that that uh, methodology that he, the methods he's talking about the things that make it so that it is effective and that it works and people get the benefits that that's still there and that if you're doing clear tai chi that it is you you have certain expectations that you can reasonably hold and expect that are you know you're going to get benefits and you're going to get skills and that's the deal and so for me, the, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that the benefit of saying that I do clear Tai Chi is that I get to put myself on par with all of you. Like I get to say, yeah, I do clear Tai Chi like Harry does in New York. That guy that you had so much respect for, the, you know, when you got hands on with him, I do that. I do clear Tai Chi like Ty does in California. Remember when you had hands on with him and you couldn't move him? I do that kind of Tai Chi. And that's, that's what I get out of it. Uh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> everything you just said, Matt, was <laughs> right on the money. Um, you know, I, I have had uh, plenty of exposure to a good number of other teachers, several of which consider to be, you know, very well respected and high levels, so to speak. Um, but I don't see or come across their students having the same level of skill in general that our group does it's not to you know pat ourselves on the back but your method the way you break things down um uh personal experience if somebody's seen me multiple times on these uh, podcasts you may have heard this quick story before but my very first student when i first started teaching had only been with me for six months took him to this big event tai chi gala with hundreds of uh, practitioners at the time and he'd again only been with me for six months comes up to me after pushing hands with a whole bunch of people and says, Harry, um, why am I moving people easily that have said that they've been doing Tai Chi for 10 years, 15 years? And, and I said, well, didn't I tell you that would happen? Because they don't have um, the same root skills. They don't have the same ting that we're learning, things of that nature. And that's just six months with a student. And I was a new teacher as well. So that really goes to, sh and that's a good number of years ago now, but that goes to show the power of the system and the way you teach us and that we get to hand down to our students. Cool. The, uh... Anyway, Sheila, did you have something? Yes. Um, so the question was, what does it mean to me? And to me, it's just like, um, you know, a trampoline to be able to get to higher levels, um, not only of personal benefit, but me being able to help other people. And I think that what really sets it apart is the way the method allows you to test everything. Not only is every single thing that you learn functional and, and applicable, but you also get a way to test it. Yeah. And so then you're able to um, validate the usefulness and that makes a huge difference. Yeah. You're not just learning it because that's what you have to learn, but because you know what to do with it once you've got it. Yeah. Absolutely. It makes a difference. I mean, it makes the difference in terms of having something that's functional, useful, makes you healthy, and can be um, applied in a martial context as well. Absolutely. Thank you. Phil, were you, were you trying to weigh in? Or? Yeah, I, I 
one of the things that really, really interests me, and it, it's something that evolved in large part from the uh, roadmap, was that the CLEAR system is a systematic approach to high-level skills, uh, and there's a path. It's not just, oh, it happens somehow, but there's actually a path right. that's described, and it's accessible. It's something that when you get to the level to learn new skills, there's someone that's willing to, that has the ability and is the willingness to teach you whatever skills are next. And that's like very unusual. Yeah, it is. And in Chinese martial art and in Tai Chi, it's, it is not the common thing. Yeah. Right. That's the exception. So, uh, but I mean, I think the roadmap was very, very cool in that that concept was. I only acquired that understanding of the system by watching the roadmap. So thank you. Yeah, it's ICRoadmap.com. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ty, any thoughts? I'm trying to think of things that um, haven't been said already because um, everyone has expressed things that I completely and totally agree with. And one of the things that came to mind was that the first Chinese martial art that I studied was Fu Jiao Pai. And I realized when I was studying that, that most of the things were going to be kept a secret from me. That it was only if you were either, not only if were you Chinese, but were you Chinese and Cantonese. And that... Are you Chinese? Um, <laughs> and if, yes. And are you Cantonese from my village? Then I will teach you those sort of things. And then the next That's level, are you Cantonese from my village, from my family? Yeah. And yep. you know, I, I'd constantly be looking for how to learn the internal skills because I've been studying um, some form of martial arts since I was about three years old. And... I could not find anyone who could legitimately show me um, the internal things. And when you said, I will show it to you, and did show it to me right from the very beginning, I was just amazed. I'm like, this is it. This is where I'm going to stay. Right. Cool. That's, I, I was going to, uh, you know, cap off with, by echoing basic, basically that sentiment, but by, by saying something on that, that same point, but it really is that, you know, the, the style is clear and the material that doesn't always mean that like, it's super, super easy to understand because sometimes there's just difficult concepts that you need to kind of take a minute to wrap your head around. But the teaching style, it's, it's done with a desire to be clear. It is every, we're, it, like everybody in this system really wants to impart the information. The, the, they're trying to, to help you get it. A as teachers, that is the culture that is expected here. That is, that is part of what it means to be a member of Clear Tai Chi, to be doing Clear Tai Chi. And, uh, you know, it really is like we're, we really are trying to make it clear transparent nothing held back like really every connotation of that word it really does it really does define the system to a certain extent the guy that i kicked out and some of you a couple of you here knew him um know him knew him the uh what really clued me in that there was a problem with him initially was that i i could feel that his skill hadn't improved 
or over the course of a year or two, but he was like, well, I've not been, the, you know, I've not been able to practice right. I've not been the healthiest because of other life issues da, 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 and all that. But, and so, I, and so with that, it's, you know, obviously I'm not trying to be some kind of crazy dictator. It was okay. We'll keep training that kind of thing. But what clued me in, what really got me going, okay, there's a problem here was that I put hands on with students who had been with him for three and four years. And they felt like, any of the other ones of us that are seriously teaching this, the style, clear, clear Tai Chi, they felt like they're six-month student, three-month to six-month student. And I was looking at other things they were doing where it was wrong enough to where I was like, how often is this person studying from you? Why well, see them twice a week? How often or how long have you been seeing them twice a week for? Well, most of the time they've been studying with me for the last three or four years. And I went, wait a minute. And then saw another student like that and or another student like that. And I went, okay, there's a problem here. You're not teaching clear Tai Chi. You can't be because their, their skill for the people who have been with you for a while, it's not showing it. I don't see it. It's not happening. They don't have skill. When you touch, they don't have the, the touch that's a proper Tai Chi touch um, in terms of what you should feel for a practitioner at that level or even half of that level. So there's a problem, what is it? And I started really then looking at it hard and I realized through and through, and that, and with that, I had an idea that he was studying from other people, you know, or when I say studying, really visiting with other people, because is it a study if you go to a workshop here and a workshop there and a workshop over there and, and it's just a smattering of stuff and not any of it really being taken in. And I began to look at that real hard and went, okay, you know, you're not really doing the style, you gotta start training and that became, uh an argument to not doing that and i was like okay you you're either going to be my student and really do the stuff or you're not going to be my student which very quickly became okay you're not going to be my student with me having to be the one to put that across and that was just it and it was because it's i'm not going to have a person because the guy i don't know how many students he had maybe 20 on the average 20 25 people but was obviously actively engaged in, in having many more students and doing stuff with that. And it was like, I can't have my name on that at all. Um, and so you're not doing clear Tai Chi, don't call it clear Tai Chi. If you start really training clear Tai Chi then you and teaching clear Tai Chi, then call it that. But that's not what's happening right now. And so don't do it. And it was that, and he was just determined that he wasn't going to, he was going to keep teaching the people the way that he was. His skill level was going to stay about like it was with a lot of excuses for why it was there. It was like, you can't be a guy that's been doing this style for 10 years and your skill levels that of a two-year student and your two, your students' skill levels are like beginners, but everybody's been doing it for years and years and years. There are styles like that. If I can help it, not this one. That doesn't mean after I'm dead and gone that it won't become like that somewhere somehow, but I'm going to do everything I can to make it big enough, prolific enough known enough with enough skill across enough people who understand what the reality of the situation is in terms of training it to a high level to make it really difficult for that to happen um and that's part of what the you know the regional organizers are here for and that's part of what the you know um the kind of the organizational structure is about but it's also just really built into the system Yes, well, I've done my best to do that. Where somebody has to break, be not doing the system in order for there to be a problem. And that's what came out of that was the dude wasn't doing the system. He's claiming it because he wanted the fame part to be like, you know, or the promotional aspect. But he didn't really want to do the work of it to the degree that he needed to and wasn't teaching it to his people. Anyway, you get the idea. 
Um, for you, what defines or are hallmarks of clear Tai Chi as opposed to characteristics of Chen or Yang style? And I'll, I'll just say here that Chen is lower with thighs parallel and it tends to run a bit faster and uses some, some uh, spiraling coiling actions a bit more obviously than the others. The others have it, but you see it, you see it portrayed a bit more in, in a certain aspect of Fa and more like Fa Li typically, but you know, tendon based in a certain way. But anyways, and then Yang stands taller and moves slower. The Wu that's Wu, that's Wu Qin Chuan, I don't pronounce it right, please forgive me. The, uh, where it's got sort of a bent over kind of a thing going on and all of that. So what for you defines or hallmarks of clear Tai Chi that you like or that you find of, of note or that when you're, for those of you that have had compared notes with other Tai Chi folks that really kind of stand out about our style? Let you start first this time. Um, well, so I kind of said earlier, like one of the things that stands out to me about it is that um, it's really the a lot of the physical kind of Lee level training, at least the, the early Lee level training is, um, uh, is I guess it's not just the Lee level training, it's really what that, that the whole process is streamlined. And so it gets you uh, to the, the internal power stuff like as quickly as it possibly can. And so there's some kind of specific ways that it does that. One of them being one of the things that Sifu just mentioned being the way that there's a, there's a, a like a break in the lower back that people have kind of naturally and there's ways to fix that. And the different systems have different ways to address it and some of what he was just talking about is um, some of what Sifu was just talking about was the ways that the different systems kind of address that. Well, the way that Clear Tai Chi specifically addresses it is with really, really excellent Zhongding and that hanging from a thread and keeping that good alignment on all the time, which is a more difficult way to, to fix the problem initially but it allows you to leapfrog into the real internal power stuff so much more quickly than some of the other methods. And, and there's been a real eye towards that in a lot of the, the elements of the early stages of the training, where even if you don't understand yet why you're doing certain things, the way you're doing it, if you do them that way, you will get a lot of skill out of it. And then in hindsight, it all sort of looks like, oh yeah, well, of course it would be that way. And so the, um, uh, I, I guess I'm, I'm probably not doing a really good job of answering this question because I'm, I'm talking a little bit more in broad terms than specifics, but, um, but there, there are little specific nuances in there that are, that are different that way. And, and, and what I love about that is that <clears throat> what I have found is that they're designed to get you to the internal power quicker and like higher levels of it. And really working on it earlier in the program, which mm -hmm. Tai Chi at the, when it's being taught behind the, clo the secret, the closed door, indoor student stuff typically is taught. And that's one of the hallmarks of our style is that the indoor, we're teaching it more the way that, that people would get it indoor up front. And there's, there's not anybody else teaching it that way that I'm aware of at, at the moment. Not, not that other people aren't feeling some pressure to do that, but but there is a very concerted effort among a good number of masters to keep it, to keep the real stuff very hidden. Anyways. Um, yeah. Anybody else? Harry. Uh, so this just could be the exposure that I've had uh, here locally to other people, but I don't find the same focus on Ting. There is some, of course, 
Um, but, and the same focus with the energetics, nobody is talking about some of the things that we do. And, and for us, they're relatively simple things. Do a little root bounce or move my root up and under you, or, you know, things of that sort. They're just, they're not doing that. It's, it's, much not, more it's not just where you're at. It's across, it's across the whole world. And again, if you were doing it indoor with some, if you got with a senior master and doing it indoor, yeah, they're talking about those things, but publicly, no, right. very rare, very rare. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because now I really understand a situation you were in where you were at a push hands meet up here and you were you had a, a, an older uh, gentleman pushing up against you and he was telling you of all people that you're pushing too hard. And uh, first of all, I know better, but then when you, and this was prior to my fully understanding this and having the skill myself, when you said, no, I just had my E on his lower back where he was pushing from and it held him in place. And that was all I did. And he, this, this is an older gentleman who supposedly has a lot of experience and is very well respected in this circle. And he had no clue. He couldn't feel your E uh, out there and on him. Yeah, on, and, him, uh, on him in that spot. And my daughter can do it now well enough. To be, <laughs> um, she's starting to move the adults she's pushing with. She's 11. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's really starting <laughs> to be able to aim with her mind and do stuff where they're pushing her and they're flying. And yeah, yeah, she's can't wait to push with her <laughs> with all her her sixty pounds of of yep. gigantic power. Right, you know? he's awesome. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Phil. So I would say the thing that's really intrigued me is that over the years I've been I've done Tai Chi a long time, and I pretty much can project energy in doing form but I was never taught how to translate chi into something that was physical and would move another person. Okay. So that's something like, I'm, you know, I'm not saying I have high skills now, but at least I have an understanding of it. And yeah, the chi manipulation you know, key is key. And we put together a program where that, the goal of that program, the, the, focus of that program is how to manipulate chi directly um and so there's some things in there that are building chi but there's some a little bit of an assumption that you've done some work before you came to that and if not there's things in there that are helping you to really be able to do and that everybody has a certain amount of chi because that's why you're living and breathing and moving around and it is the manipulation of chi that's one of the bigger hidden things because you can have a bunch of energy but if you can't manipulate it you can't use it. And so it is specifically that, and we've got a program now that we've done that we, that we do with people directly live only. There's not a video. We've got stuff in the videos that lend itself to that plenty of it, but, but that is, that is very directed in that regard um, for that. Okay. Got, and that, that's the live program you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's one. Of, yeah, that's one. One of the live programs that uh, that we're able to to do, and it's not necessarily when we say live, not necessarily um, like in person live, like we're we can do it through Zoom and all that, but it's but it's yeah. But it does, but you know, to, to the the program, um, it's specifically that that one, the one he's talking about, is specifically about applied gene manipulation. So it really is gene manipulation, like the way that you think about gene manipulation normally, like in kind of around your body. But then it's how to translate that into that. How to express? Power, how to express it? How yeah. to express it? Like and what you were talking about, Bill. Um, and so you know, again, there's that. That's one of those things that 
it could take forever and a day for, you know, a lot of systems to really kind of get to it. But, um, but because clear Tai Chi is streamlined the way that it is, um, you know, uh, C4 clear has figured out how to be able to really deliver that on a pretty tight time frame. Um, you know, as long as we can get to it with you and get that kind of get the work in, in that streamlined way, and you're really following the steps the way you're supposed to, um, you can get, you know, all of those skills in a really, really tight time frame, uh, just because the, the system is built that way. Like they, that's what clear Tai Chi is. It's a streamlined system of developing internal power skills, um, you know, through and through. Which is what Tai Chi is supposed to be. Is supposed to be. It's <laughs> what it is or what it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ty? Uh, I constantly go back to um, how the information is, is provided as far as teaching it, having a very systematic way of teaching the information. Sometimes I think with other systems, they don't have it or they don't teach it, but I've learned that that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, if, if you're in the club, in the very secret small group club, then they do have that method. It's just everybody else gets taught in this nebulous way that's supposed to keep you swimming in the dark, not knowing what's going on forever. Well, that that's, I found, is probably about 75% of the, of the um, traditional Chinese teachers. But I recently had, not recently, but last Christmas I had had something happen where I went to um, go to a push hand seminar that was given by a gentleman who came from Taiwan and I pushed with his, his students before and they were doing everything on the Lee level. And so I'm like, well, you know, he's supposed to be really good. I'll go and, and do this seminar and push with him. And it turned out that all through the seminar, he was always pulling me out as an example and doing most of the things with me. And I'm like, it's kind of odd. But at the end of the seminar, he goes, push with him, push like he does, do the things that he does. And I'm like, wow, I'm not one of his students. He thinks this is how it's supposed to be done. But obviously it wasn't transmitted from him to his student who wasn't transmitting it to the next generation down. And so I find that that's also a problem. But when I deal with the people that have trained in the U, I find that they are transmitting it to their students. Yeah. One of the old ways for training, and it's not the only old way, uh, but it is, it was a common old way. And I'm talking about if you go back, I would say anytime before the 1950s, 1950s or before, maybe even 1960s or before. One of the ways, even in the closed door, when they're really teaching you, and I've taught Carly this way, kids can learn this way a lot better. Adults have a very hard time learning this way. It's monkey see, monkey do. I do the thing, and I either let you touch me to feel me, and or you emulate what I'm doing, and ideally you emulate it at the physical level, at the energy level, at the mind level, at the spirit level. Little kids can do that because they can perceive that stuff. Adults, especially in modern society, can't. Or, or have an extremely hard time with that. Most, most of them can't and or have such a difficult time that it's just not a good learning method. They'll spend years just getting to the point where they can begin to take it in, let alone doing any of it. Anyways, and it was monkey see, 
monkey do. Do I do this, you do that. I do this, you do that. I do that, you do that. You know, that kind of a thing. And so would you say like with that teacher, and we know that the other teacher you've got there in California, that is how he got taught primarily. And so that's the method he uses to teach. And the problem is, unless you have some context, it's almost impossible to learn from because people can, because if, if it was physical movement, then you could at some point just do it again and again and again and again, like learning a dance routine and you'd be okay. But it's not just that, it's also the energy, the chi, it's also the mind and then the spirit and this other stuff. And so they can't see that if they have, don't have training for seeing that and they're not a kid, it's gonna be, you know, who can see that some more, it's gonna be really tough. So would you say the teacher from Taiwan, he got brought up in a system where he was, he was also taught that way and so that's how he knew to convey it. And because of that, then his students didn't have it because they're modern day where they just, you know, and probably started learning as adults instead of as kids and just weren't able to, going to be able to pick up like that. Or was it um, that he's just not teaching them and because of that, they don't have it. But he was, because you had it, it was easier to go, you should do like him. And it was just another way to go, you know, how many years is it going to take you before you do the first thing right? I, I was thinking that it, it just sort of um, because the person who was putting on the seminar, who was his student, who had brought his students out to the seminar, hadn't gotten it. It hadn't it had not passed from him to his American students, to that American students, students. But he obviously wanted it to be passed on. He obviously was willing to show me everything and i wasn't you know even one of his students or a student of his students planning stuff or was it a do what i do it was a do as i do or he let me him and master ho both let me touch them and so when i touched them i could tell what they were doing that's right yeah what's that's the other part of it is that if you don't have one that's having you put hands on you and having you put hands on them that's the other way that the senior masters hide the information because if you can feel them and you been training to feel what that what things are and it's a lot of different things a lot of different team skills like Gary was talking about if you learn to feel that then when you start feeling them and you're starting to feel things and you know you are feeling things in yourself then you begin to duplicate that qual those qualities and those things and then as you get examples shown of it or what to do with it you can pick up that way it's just you know if the words are there and they're good words for explaining they do, it helps a lot, but without it, it's a lot tougher, but if they're not willing to let you touch them or they're just not touching, they're just, you know, do, do this. Um, it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very difficult to pick up what the skill really is because you're, you're missing, you know, you, it's like you're blind and yet you're trying to see. Makes sense. And I, I really do brag about how you teach all of this. I, I know, and I know he does. <laughs> the, uh, cool. Um, so we were talking about like what defines our hallmarks, and it sounds like you guys are saying that the teaching method is part of it, and then the things that we get into because the teaching method is designed to be able to get you there. So it's just that we get you into very advanced things with the building blocks to do and understand and really, really have those things going on. And that that really is sort of a defining aspect of our system. And then there are little nuances in some of the movements and all that. Part of that being that because of the depth of study and really looking at all the systems and all that, a lot of the moves are based on 
in our system at the beginning level are designed with the other understandings and that it's going to go all these places in mind. What happens when you get something that's super nuanced in a certain way, there's an other end of the spectrum that is very hard to get to because it's just too far away from that place. And so you really look for a decent neutral that is correct so that you can then easily go to everywhere else. But if you're all the way on the, on the hot end and you've got to get the cold, well, you've got a long journey to get to that. And then it seems really odd based on the way that you're doing it up to that point. Um, and so it is, what is the way and what was the goal and what is this move really trying to get at and with those understandings. And so there's a lot of times when people, even when they're teachers, if they didn't really pick up or understand at the time that they learned to move, those ramifications and those things with the move, then they have a way that they were a nuanced way commonly that they were taught to do it and they don't have the understanding behind it in order to go to those other places. And so then you look at the senior master and you look at them and it becomes what you're talking about. What they're doing, those students of the students and that teacher, it's not even in this, it's even physically somebody looking at it, they wouldn't necessarily be able to tell you what, but they're gonna be, that doesn't look the same. There's something there in that, in that master that is not there in those students. Versus if you're, and if you're, versus at the physical level, like the way I'm putting it across, if you really are listening to the instruction, or if I show you 10 different ways of doing it, and then I'm going in this way, kind of puts you in the middle of all of that, you begin to get a real understanding for why and how, and it does become then personal to you as it should be. What do you tell new prospective students is the, and this is kind of our last one there, by the way. What do you tell new prospective students is the important reason to study clear Tai Chi? As opposed to the Harvard Medical or the Yang or the Chin or the whatever. Why, why should they, why, why is it important? In other words, they come to you, what style do you do? I do clear Tai Chi. Why, what's important about this? for them, for that student coming in. Because you start talking about the deep parts of the art, maybe they're saying to you, um, you know, I, wanna, I want something to do for a hobby and to get off the couch. And, and I do have some minor aches and pain, whatever it is, you know, the reasons that people come to study Tai Chi, but why clear Tai Chi? Because if you go to a Yang stylist, to give you an idea, they're gonna typically tell you things like, and, and it could be a lot more than what I'm saying here, we're a softer version. We stand up a little taller. It's a little easier to do. It's a little bit more, uh, it's, it's a little bit when it's by slow, it's not chin style, bang, 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 bang. It's, it's, you know, this kind of thing. If you go to a chin stylist, they're gonna be like, well, first of all, we're gonna teach you how to flow externally and then internally better. We're gonna have these lower, wider stances and make you stronger. We're going to, you know, in these kinds of things. If you go to a Wu style, uh, Wu stylists like the, the Wu that I've got the exposure to that, that I have, you know, that, that really forms and forms our training directly. Um, they're going to be talking to you about um, how they flow chi better. And they do typically their style has the most powerful chi kind of flow to it. That doesn't mean if you're doing it at a master level and all of them, it should all be high level for beginners. The Wu style has a pretty nice energy um, Thing with it. If you're learning it from somebody that's a high level guy that really knows it and they're putting it across to you that way, of course. But, um, you know, so you're, if you're getting the real thing, but they're going to say that you get better health benefit on this one. This is the healthiest one. The Wu stylists are known to live to be the oldest age at the healthiest and that kind of a thing. 
and it's a little bit slower. There's a few things in it that are a little kinder to an older, more damaged body. And they're going to talk to you about those kind of things. So with clear Tai Chi, when you get somebody in, what do you tell them? And if you don't, if you don't have an answer for it at this moment, that's fine. But if you don't, I do want you to be thinking about that pretty seriously. And I'm asking that of the teachers here and you guys at home are getting to listen to this. But it's important because I know the kinds of things that I'm telling them about my style and why it's this and not yang or chen or wu or whatever else it might be. Well, I've actually had this happen. I, we have people come in to the school, like in the middle of our Tai Chi class sometimes, who have done other Tai Chi, um, and they're just kind of like curious about what's going on here. And, um, and you know, the last questions and they, you know, well, I've done some young style. Does your stuff look like this? Or do you do guys do that? Or like, what, what are you guys doing? And, uh, and so I've had to explain like really what makes us different. And, and my explanation typically, especially if they have had some Tai Chi before and they're really wanting to kind of compare notes. Um, it, it really is what I said earlier. It's that we, our focus is on the internal power right away it's like really that's that's what the focus is early on um and uh and it keeps keeps building on that uh part of it that that what what clear tai chi is really kind of known for um is is that internal power it's getting that internal power actually like in its students in their bodies in their ability to use it it is that Really, that that I mean, what we called applied chi manipulation earlier, but that's mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it really is. It's that it's that ability. It is the chi flow, like what he's talking about with the Wu stylus, but specifically, it's the ability to use that out physically, out in the real world. That internal power applied is what clear tai chi is known for, and what makes it different is that that is our focus, almost to the exclusion of other things. Um, not quite, but pretty close. And then if they were a new student coming in, uh, who like didn't have Tai Chi before, but was yeah. And so if you're saying Chi, 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 they're going, what? You know? Right. Yeah. Um, most for the new students, I have a different little spiel that I do. Um, that's like a first class normally. And, uh, and I, and a lot of that is just kind of generally the benefits of Tai Chi, but, uh, but what, you know, what I typically will tell them is that, you know, we have a very sort of, uh, uh, no holds barred kind of way of teaching. We like, we really want to impart the skills to you. We really want you to like to get what you need out of the program. And we typically like depending, but, but in our school, normally the, the teachers have enough knowledge that if you have something specific that you need to address, like we can help you do that. It's not just a one size fits all. You're going to sit in the back of the class and wave your arms in the air kind of a thing. Like we're really working with you as a student. Um, and that is a lot different than not necessarily than other styles, but in most other Tai Chi you can find um, there's most other school uh, public teachings. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that, you know, so that that is a really mm -hmm. a real noticeable difference for beginners right uh, right off the bat um, that, you know, that, that we are um, we are really focused in on what you need you we, we um, you know if you've got a bad knee we can help you kind of work out the kinks of that and hopefully like rehab that even and and but you know we can modify the stuff to your needs if you need more uh, help with arthritis we have a method for that um, and methods for that if you've got 
Parkinson's disease, we have methods for that. You know, whatever it is that you uh, are coming to Tai Chi for, there are specific things that we can do with you that address that. And you can be in the regular class with the rest of the people and doing your thing. And you can be a part of that class and be a part of the like social environment of the Tai Chi group but you're doing it your way for what you've got going on. And that, you know, that's, that's one of the, the great benefits of doing clear touch with us is like, we're really there for you. We're really there to address your stuff um, and help you get what you. And it is using specific Tai Chi methods and the Chi manipulation to achieve those results. Yeah. So it's not it's just that. different forms or anything like yeah. it really is. It is the, the internal power that makes it work um, in the different ways the Chi manipulation. Cool. Anything you want to be to want to add to any of that for what you're talking to people about, or or is it kind of something to think about? No, I I very much believe in finding out with someone who's hasn't done Tai Chi why they're there and following through, just like Matt said. Um, in my area, because there's been a gentleman who's been teaching Tai Chi in this area for thirty years, I know probably what style they need to know and where they come from. And I just emphasize that we teach the internals and that we teach the internals, whether you're looking for using it for health or you're using it for self-defense. But we start right from the beginning teaching the internals and emphasizing the internals as opposed to we're just going to do a choreography and leave it at that. And also, when people come from the, that other school or one of the sub-satellites of that school is that, no, we do not have a total of 23 forms for you to learn. <laughs> yeah, well, we have. in a way, we have, I mean, hundreds of forms for you to learn, but it's really, it's it's all the same movements. It's just that there's there's different ways to do it in different flavors and expressions. But it does change the the you know the form um, quite a bit in certain ways when you're switching from one to the other of those expressions. And if the person's advanced enough, I will go into that. And that yeah. um, I will even say that you can go ahead and use the forms that you've already learned. And I will show you those different expressions to help you grow in Tai Chi. You don't even need to actually learn our form. Just so that we have a language in common, I want you to learn the 8 and the 13. Yep. Uh, I find that a lot of people, if they come in and they're lower level and they've done one where they had to do a certain form and do that form a certain way, they probably struggle quite a bit with uh, i've seen ones where they did struggle with well you show me this and now you're showing me that and now you're showing me this other thing and it's like well this is the way you do those moves for this this is the way you do those moves for that this is the way you do the moves for you know whatever it is or this is how you're doing it when you're thinking about these kinds of applications it's the same moves they're designed to do all these different things and then they're like well that's really odd well it's really odd to somebody that learned to do it this way every time no matter what and it's supposed to catch everything which is not true. It, it can't. It can't. It doesn't do that. It can't even remotely do that. If I'm trying to get my blood pressure to drop. There's a way to do the form where it's soft and releasing to get that. If I'm trying to get my blood, like people who have low blood pressure, they need to actually get a little bit more stimulation in the system or to get some some to pressurize a bit. 
And that is the opposite effect. And so you can't do the same moves. As you, people like to think you can do the same moves the same way and get the same effect. And it's just not the case. You have to do something energetically that is different. And so, and there's ways to do that. Anyways, and so with, with Tyrone, that was one of the ones is that, um, and I remember people that would go to Dr. Wu with us and hear him go, oh man, he's changing it again. He showed us this last week, a month ago, he showed us this, two months before that, he showed us this. This is like the 500th change I've gone, you know, or, or the 50th change in the several years I've been here on these same moves. And what, what is this? And it's like, well, he taught you at one level and then you got that. And now he's teaching you this other thing. And you're just not understanding that it's not that he doesn't want you to do that way ever again, or you're teaching that you wouldn't teach that way. It's that he's teaching you levels of understanding and you're just not getting the process of it. And Tyrone taught that way. And then uncle, my, you know, both my long-term teachers teach this way. And the other senior masters teach this way. And one of the ones is that there's the, for, we were talking about this, I don't think in the, in the conversation today, but in, a, in another, in a business meeting call where there's this light air method, and then there's this heavy ground wall method, right? And those are opposite extremes. Ideally, they're both happening at the same time, but you have to actually learn and practice and train them separately. And you train them separate so that you get skill with those. And they're very different methods. You're using the same moves to do both of those things. Um, the moves aren't different, but the quality in what's happening inside your body in those moves is different. And so you've seen that from this other senior master. And then every senior master I worked with, it's like, well, what are you doing? The energy, the, the energy you have and what you're doing with it and how you're going to manipulate it and how you're going to express it and how you're going to use that expression and those things. That's all going to be very situation dependent and no two situations are the same. Um, and so, and when I say that, I mean, if it's people have high blood pressure and we're bringing down the high blood pressure, okay, that is the high blood pressure situation that we're working on. And that's got a method to it. If it's low blood pressure and everybody needs to get a little bit more juice in there, a little bit more stimulation of different kinds, then there's going to be some methods for that. And they're not going to be the same methods. Um, anyways, and so that's understood by the senior teachers and it goes into the Chinese medicine aspect and then some depth in that. Um, but if you get somebody that's really married to know the form is only like this, uh, they're, they're really locked on, but all colors are red, you know, well, no, all colors are like, like red, white, blue, green, yellow, orange, black, gray, you know, fuchsia, whatever, all the other colors, no, all colors are red. Uh, uh, okay. You know, I don't know. I don't know where, to, you know, it's like, that's, there's, there's a not reality to that. It just doesn't, it's not, you know, go ahead. Now I don't even get an argument at that level. As far as the energetics, I get people who will tell me, well, there's only, there's this, this application for that move. Yeah. One. Only does this. And then I, I absolutely just lose it, either just laughing or just I just have to shake my head and it's like, no. <laughs> Here, let me show you. Example, show you, might you five, show you five, and I'm in ignorant. I know yeah. there's probably seventy more. I would do that with the move. The other thing is, I would do this. I would have a group of them standing there, and I would go, "Okay, I'm going to do something, and I want you all to tell me what it is." Something like that, and go, "What is that?" 
I'm, I'm, I am, I am doing something the way that I would do it. What am I doing right now? And it's the way I would do it. So it's not necessarily the best way to do that thing. But looks what like, is it? Looks like you're swinging a tennis racket to me. <laughs> That's one possibility. What else might I do like that? It's a forehand in tennis. What else might it be? A forehand in handball. You're chopping soft someone's head. <laughs> yes. What else might it be? I've got a baseball bat and you've lobbed the ball up and the ball's right there. And I'm going to bunt it out to, you know, not bunt it, but, but give it a certain kind of a clip because I only want it to go to a specific place out there. That's my hit. Okay. What else might it be? Sort of uh, one of the, the frisbee, um, the frisbee golf throw things that they throw. <laughs> I may get, I may, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So I'm throwing the frisbee like that to give it a, fur, a funky curve. Sure. Okay. What else might it be? My eight-year-old just gave me a bunch of sass, and uh, I'm old enough to wear it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, what else might it be? You know, I'm shutting the door. Yeah. What else might it be? But you said it can only do one thing. Right? Yeah. Brushing crumbs off the top of the table. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. I'm brushing crumbs off the top of the table and onto the floor where we'll sweep them later. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, but you get it. It's it's it. so that can only do one thing, huh? Okay. You know, all look like the same movement to me in the air, but yet I can use that same movement to do all these things. Why would you limit it like that? And do you think the senior masters, the people that really knew energy and really knew healing at a deep, high level uh, of expression, and that knew how to fight like like best in the world? you know, in a time and a place anyways, and empty handed and all that stuff that they only got one application per move. And how many moves is it? A hundred? There's only a hundred things you could ever do in a situation, you know, 108, whatever, um, or 400. There's, and then if the, if, if, if the, you know, you get the idea, uh, hopefully, you know, it's like, and so if they're grappling me, then I can't use that move because it's not a grappling move. If they're if they're striking at me, then I can't I can't block or move something with it because it's not doing that. Is that really, you know? And and so it just very quickly becomes hopefully obvious um, that you know there's a lot more depth there than that. And of course, there's a, it's Tai Chi. Tai Chi is one of the more sophisticated martial arts in the entire world. It's not the simplest, easiest uh martial art now if it's taught right there is a simple simplicity at each new level of learning but even then some of the concepts and principles are very lofty principles and concepts they're not like it's not like um kindergarten philosophy you know it's it's collegiate philosophy doctorate level philosophy and so there's a difference um, and then it's how you break that down and make it simple so that you could explain it to the kindergartner. But then it's it's advanced principles, advanced concepts, advanced techniques and applications, the whole thing. All right, guys, um, you're off for way more than time than I intended to today. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And more next time. Have a great week. Thanks, guys. Take care. Take care, guys. And now a word from our sponsor. The internal power that comes at the higher levels of Tai Chi can seem mysterious, but that is mostly because Tai Chi students don't see the big picture yet. 
They don't even understand what the higher levels of the art are, much less have a plan to get there. Even though the senior masters mostly agree on what the steps are, they mostly don't talk about it. On the TaiChiRoadmap.com, I outline all of the steps of Tai Chi development. Everything is explained so you know what to do, when to do it, and why. This is the complete roadmap to Tai Chi mastery with an explanation of all the steps from rank beginner to senior master. Again, that is a free course that you can access online. Go to TaiChiRoadmap.com to sign up. That's TaiChiRoadmap.com.